1: Up your socks, straighten that headband. You are listening to the CHGO Marathon Podcast, a podcast for the culture, community, and challenge that surrounds the world's fourth largest marathon. CHGO Marathon Podcast is presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations what's up everyone welcome back my name is Kevin Kadock. I'm the head of content at CHGO and a first time entrant in the Chicago Marathon thanks for joining us last week thanks for coming back I am joined this week by fellow CHGO cohort and multiple Chicago Marathoner Janice Scurrio Janice thanks for joining me today
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Talking about my, my favorite thing in the world, running.
1: Are you serious about that?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you've done it a lot and you continue to do so.
0: Yeah. Really funny thing. I, I feel as if a lot of runners, uh, running is an, an acquired taste for most people, myself included. Uh, when I first started, I hated running and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I've been running for about 10 years now. And there are still some times where I feel like hanging up my shoes and just being like, uh, you know, I'm getting older. Uh, definitely my endurance like has uh, gone down a, a smidge. Uh, so it's just sort of like, uh, fighting regression, uh, versus the will to win. So as a, as a Sox fan as well, you, you, you definitely have those two ideals conflicting where it's just like, all right, I have to listen to my body, but also my heart and my mind are telling me that I can do this.
1: Well, I, I thought you had a great uh, response to one of our tweets on CHGO underscore marathon. Last week, and you said the thing I love about running is that it's an accessible sport. You don't need shoes that are overly expensive, and you can get by with relatively low cost gear. No gym membership needed. It's also as social or anti-social as you want it to be. If you can walk, you can run! Exclamation point. So I kind of wanted to hit that second um, point of it. It's like it's as social or anti-social as you want it to be, and I find that really interesting because yeah for a long time running has been a very solitary pastime for me i like getting out there i like being alone i like being alone with my thoughts it's getting away from the phone it's getting away from the laptop it's getting away from everything um at the same time i wanted to start this marathon podcast because marathon running is very community oriented yeah um, and we're, that's what we're trying to do here at, at, at CHCO and help, help hopefully build a community of runners as October 8th draws near, um, where do you fall? Like, at, are you mostly on the solitary side? Have you gotten into com- community? Like,
0: that's a great question. I, I think for most of my running career, I definitely have kind of been the, the lone wolf, where I, like, I, I love listening to my music, like, curate, curating my running jams has, is just something that I'm very proud of. And, mm-hmm. yeah, just creating my own narrative when, when I'm running as well. Like, sometimes I'm, I don't know, just... A uh, an Amazon warrior running through the streets of <laughs> Chicago, like trying to uh save, I don't know, like or like uh, other times I am just this like a big amazing badass here to conquer the world. So yeah. I mean uh I, I have definitely had my ways of keeping my brain occupied when I run. Uh but I don't know. Uh, running in a group never really appealed to me until fairly recently. Uh, so uh, there is a small running group uh, that runs from a, a bar that I, f- I frequent called Bitter Pops. Gotcha. And they, they do a fun run. And so uh, a couple of friends were just like, hey, like, do you want to just do this? Like, we can get drinks after the run. And I said, say no more, of course. Uh, so I decided to go on these fun runs. Uh, and c- completely just, you know, being a, a, a solo runner for most of my career, it's like, all right, you know, like running with others, am I going to have to talk to them? You know, what, what's the <laughs> etiquette there? Like, am, am I like, well, you, cause essentially when you're running in a group, everyone takes on like a specific role. Like mm-hmm. s- some people are just sort of like, you know, the shepherds where they're just like making sure that everyone is accounted for and having a good time. So how many
1: people are in, are in these?
0: Uh, like roughly about like five to 10 people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, or or sometimes there's like the, the, the chatty person mm. and there's also some per- another person just does not want to be spoken to at all. Uh, <laughs> not going to say that's me, but
1: <laughs> the back of the packer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, precisely. I also do have to say when it comes to any community, uh, you learn a lot about yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. So while running definitely has been a very personal uh, and a, a very uh very solo, uh, experience for me, uh, running with others has certainly kind of shed, uh, sh- shed light on, uh, I guess my personality as well as, uh, yeah, how, how I function in groups. So sure.
1: I think it's interesting. I mean, with, with marathon training, there's such a high volume of mileage. You can get a good dose of both. Right. So right now I'm kind of treating this as like, I'm doing the easy runs by myself. So far, I've been doing the long runs by myself. I'm doing the track workouts w- with a group, um, training with Kara and Dar- and uh, Darian. So that's been a lot of fun, getting together with some people. Um, there's people there that have run dozens and dozens of marathons. There's people who have are first-timers like me. Um, there's people somewhere in the middle. So I-, I think that's kind of fun, and it's it's a kind of an all-inclusive, all-inclusive, and it's so welcoming. Um, all those people who have crossed the finish line you know so many times it's it's all the same right uh you've you finished uh the chicago marathon three times you run five total marathons like it's like you're excited hey kevin's getting into it like that's yeah. that's really one of the cool things about it
0: yeah it, it really is and i think just like every marathon is almost like an incredibly new experience altogether just mainly because like there, there's always going to be variables the yeah. weather uh how many people are there uh, your fitness at that point in time, say, uh, how, how, how were you feeling that day? Like, like what things did you do to lead up to that day? Uh, th- there are so many variables that go into marathon running. Uh, so in my experience, every marathon is like its own, its own animal to approach.
1: That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, yeah. You're always going to be at different points in your life, different points of being in shape or out of shape. And Um, it's all, they're all individual books on a, on a shelf. Um, shout out to Rob Schwartz. What's up, Rob? Rob has been a good, uh, training buddy so far. He says training has been solo for me, but I'm running with three others during my marathon. So that will be interesting. So, Hmm. um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's always the pace groups too, that you can kind of run with and you find, you find your people during the race too. It's like, yeah.
0: You really do. And Chicago is really fantastic because there's just so many, like sometimes you will stick with the same person and then see them like a good five to 10 miles down the the track. And then you're wondering like, oh, so was this person in the bathroom? I could, was was I in the bathroom? Uh, So it's really interesting where you kind of identify these people and then you see them later on down the line. Uh, so it's
1: like when you're on a cross country driving trip, and, yeah. <laughs> and you, you do the same thing, like three hours. Like I th- saw that person three hours later. Did you know? Did they did they stop at Culver's or whatever? Precisely, like, precisely.
0: You know. Yeah, you you kind of think about like their journey and you know what they're thinking, what they're experiencing. It's uh, it's it, it, it's really a, a really interesting experience.
1: So, it's speaking of talking with uh, pace groups, I did want to bring up one thing from last week's show. Uh, we had Andy Behrens on the show. He was running Grandma's Marathon in Duluth. Uh, this past weekend and we talked about some of his goals Uh, he was shooting to break 340 kind of predicated on the fact uh off of his first goal he didn't want to screw up his final 10k there's you know there's two races there's the first 20 miles there's the last 6.2 he was really focused on that last um on on that last 10 K I logged into grandma's marathon results saw that he got a 3:41, So he missed it by a minute. So Uh. I asked him to weigh in, um, and say, Hey, what, you know, what happened up there? I didn't put it like that. I said, Hey, you, 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 you got really close to your goal. But, um, so Andy responded this way. He said, so I really miscalculated things early. Basically I picked out a pace group and told myself I just needed to stay behind them throughout the race. If I did that, no chance I'd go out too hot. But then the lead pacer in the group went out much faster than advertised in the first 10K. After six miles, I was more than a full minute ahead of my intended pace. It was my fault, of course, not the pacer. I'm sure he told the people around him what he intended. Those guys are awesome. It's incredibly selfless. But I just wasn't attentive enough to know how quick I was moving. It really got me in that final 8 to 10K. I had to stop and work out some pretty severe calf hamstring cramps in each of the final four miles. It also got pretty hot by the time I was finishing, which didn't help. That said, OMG, Grandma's is a beautiful chorus. Lake Superior Superior to your left for 20 miles. Gorgeous. Great crowd energy. Really fun area, too. Loved it. Will definitely return. So congratulations to Andy. Um, Woo. I mean, 341, I would not be disappointed that's, by that Yeah, time, th-
0: that's nothing to sneeze at. Like 341 <laughs> like, is like, like an excellent excellent finish.
1: Andy's also a little bit uh, older than us as well.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow,
1: he's he's pretty he's pretty great. So, um, Janice, I did want to kind of just get into your kind of personal marathon experience, your journey. Um, what was your first one? How did you get into it? Um, what was it like?
0: Yeah, uh, so I started uh, off doing distance running actually uh, by training for a half marathon. Uh, I lived in Austin, Texas, at the time about ten years ago. Uh, there is a really popular winter half marathon uh there, there's two actually there's the 3m half marathon and there's also uh the austin uh, half uh which i believe are, are in like february january february ish mm-hmm. so uh in austin like that is very temperate running weather it's usually yeah. just like 50s you know just a little overcast it, it, it's it's definitely like prime texas winter mm-hmm. uh so i started running uh just by training for that So, funny thing is that I've been a city girl all my life. Uh, I I lived in a fairly rural area of Austin, Uh, so I was... Experiencing things I had never done before, like uh, running in the middle of the street, for instance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't mind sharing this because it was so long ago, but essentially there is a stretch of Austin uh, on the north side of Austin uh, called Metric Boulevard. And it is it is very hilly and it is also just very like. I don't want to call it desolate. It's basically suburban desolate, in my opinion. Uh, as as someone who has just grown up in Chicago all my life, uh, it, mm-hmm. it was it was definitely a huge change. So it was definitely getting used to that kind of terrain, and also too, as a new runner, um, I was also like pretty overweight at the time. I had never worked out before. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides like yoga. Uh, So it was all very intimidating. Uh, I had a good friend uh, who was a little bit older than me, who kind of integrated me into the running experience. Uh, She definitely was part of a group, uh, definitely more so on the social side of things. Me on the other hand, like I was definitely more introverted, a little more scared to get out there. Uh, But no, she helped me. Uh, I mean, we would train together um i would be significantly faster than her sorry molly uh but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, it, it was all fun uh, we we ended up becoming in, incredible friends uh, uh throughout that entire experience uh so she ran uh, the 3m uh, i ran the austin half uh, and we were just essentially encouraging each other uh, along the way
1: so. and it went well
0: it went well yeah, yeah. so 10 years later um, I have now ran five marathons over the course of 10 years. Uh, that's not counting uh, the pandemic, of course. That's really more so like eight years.
1: Okay. <laughs> so so you did 13.1, but then it's. I, I talked last week. To me, it's been a very large mental hurdle to overcome and say, I'm I'm going to do 26.2. I've done probably between six and seven half mm-hmm. marathons. Never thought I could do the full one. Finally talked myself into it this year. So how did you make the jump? Was Chicago your first one? Yes. Okay, so how, how much farther was that after your first half marathon?
0: Uh, I had very low expectations for myself for the marathon. And it was really definitely at the time, uh, I'm just going to do it just to prove to whomever, mostly myself, that I could do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was very young and uh, what's the best way I could put this without uh, not revealing too much about myself uh, back then. But uh, I, I was very reckless in the sense that I, I probably did some very uh, unsmart things <laughs> that uh, if, if I told this to anyone, they'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, Our
1: audience isn't that big right <laughs> now. So.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll share. All right. It's, it's, it's my mom, my moment of vulnerability here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, around like 2016 was my no no wait it was before that 2014 uh, that was my first full marathon and i was so incredibly nervous i thought it would be a good idea to uh, participate in the free happy hour that my hotel was putting on so uh one the saturday beer, night yep saturday night saturday night happy hour so i figured you know what's it's free you know what's what's two drinks right <laughs> So two drinks yeah. turns into three drinks, Oh no! three drinks, you know, it's free, you know, what the heck that turns into four. <laughs> You're supposed
1: to just eat a lot of spaghetti, I thought, not drinks.
0: Carb loading, <laughs> I, I, I took that a little too literal. All right, so uh, definitely, uh, th- th- this is not an endorsement of my behavior, by the way, like, mm. like, like please don't do this. I would not recommend it. So uh, the combination of my sort of drunkenness as well as my anxiety i did not sleep at all uh i was so incredibly wired and nervous for this race that i ran the marathon uh on zero hours of sleep and just fumes but i finished (laughs)
1: that's amazing
0: yeah it's it's amazing not in a good way but it's amazing
1: (laughs) and then you probably just pass out right after um I, I, I've been there before with a much shorter race, though, though not drinking. Um, in 2016, I was signed up for the Soldier Field 10-mile, uh, which mm. is a great race. You get to finish at, at the 50-yard line on, at Soldier Field, which is super awesome. Um, but we had just had our second child, and all the training went out the, uh, out the window. I mean, I was not ready for this whatsoever um but the day rolled around and i got out of bed i was like i'm going downtown to run and my wife was like what what are you doing like i'm going to run because <laughs> honestly i just wanted to get out of the house and that's probably like the best 10 miles i ever ran cuz i was just so fresh um wasn't prepared for it w- w- whatsoever um but uh it was a lot of fun i i'm not going to try to replicate your your drinking <laughs> regimen this time though like I'm already kind of like being weird about alcohol now. I'm like, all right, I'm only going to have beer on Saturday as I train, because uh, I'm a first timer. Mm. Like, I'm just completely like, like I said, I just don't want to. If I'm only going to do this once, and and I may or may not, I may, you know, I, I may really enjoy doing this, and this may become a thing. Um, but for this time, I really just want to make sure that everything is just kind of right, and I do everything right. I'm also considerably older than you were at that point too. So a little bit of wisdom that comes along with that, right? For
0: sure, for sure. Uh (laughs) (laughs)
2: I've seen like 80-year-olds run the marathon because my brother did it a few years ago as well. So I've been, I've watched it. There's literally like eighty. nine-year-olds doing it yeah and that's I'm amazing saying, it's insane yeah i think it's crazy i'm 23 and i was already i was asking you before the show is i was like how are you running like six straight miles without just even like walking
1: so our, my, my main goal by the end of these 12 episodes for chco marathon is that we'll get sarah to commit for 2024 and i'm then,
2: signed up for a couple of what am i signed up for 10ks yeah, yeah we're gonna <laughs> do, like, do the what big am 10 I, what 10k am I together for? oh wow yeah well, well i don't know i'm i'm a solo runner i've always that's how i've been my whole life i'm just i do it like i put my headphones in and i do it genuinely just so i can like yeah Yeah. have nothing in my brain for a couple hours just kind of zone out and yeah yeah i also i enjoy it i don't know how much i enjoy it i don't know if i enjoy (laughs) it to do 26 miles but we'll get there i do know people that do it yeah yeah Yeah. we'll see
0: i do have to say that like the thing about running is that when it feels bad it feels awful like, like it, mm. it it just is the worst it has worst. a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows precisely precisely yeah but the good the good runs like you mentioned like the good runs feel so great like you feel right. like you can do you could take on the world uh, so especially after this last marathon that I ran in May um, I was definitely setting very low expectations for myself it was my first marathon in 5 years uh, just mainly because the pandemic affected that. Um, having COVID certainly affected that. I uh, just I uh, life got in the way several times. Uh and I found myself just being like, I used to love doing this. What the hell happened? So I decided to challenge myself and be like, All right, so it's been five years. I'm gonna sign up for this marathon. Uh I even though I, I have trained for marathons before, like I mentioned before, each marathon is like a different book. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. definitely going to be an entirely different thing altogether. Uh, so uh, I, I ran the Toronto marathon in May and uh, I, I'm, I have done it before. So I was already familiar with the course. Um, it, it was actually my last PR. Uh, so I knew exactly what to expect. It's mostly a downhill marathon. Uh, Toronto in May is also just like a Texas winter. It, mm-hmm. It's like fifties, you know, just, just like very ideal running weather. Overcast usually. Uh, Like Chicago in May. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I just had like the worst pre-race anxiety, even though I had trained, uh, my friends were telling me to, you know, trust in your training. Like, like you've been working your ass off. But of course to me, myself, I'm just, I, I, I was so far removed back mm-hmm. from those grinder days where I would just, you know, work my ass off. And I guess like your, your own worst enemy when you're running is yourself really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I certainly can get inside my head. So again, even though, uh, I, have a much more her- her- hermetically sealed approach to running especially the night before I did not have any alcohol I actually don't have alcohol for like at least three days before race okay. day because of that uh but I don't know what happened I, I, I did not I, I also did not sleep <laughs> I, I, I was just like laying in my Airbnb, just being like, oh, shit, I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm really going to do it. It's been five years. Yeah. Uh, I also left out the fact that I had a double uh, ACL strain in both of my knees. Ugh. So I also had that to overcome. So uh, yeah, I think it was all of those variables that I was mentioning before that, all right, um, here are all the things that I have going for me. Here are all the things that could possibly work against me. And it's essentially these two sides fighting. Mm. Uh, And so that's why I didn't sleep.
2: Well, There's even things that I've learned too, is like, there's day, I think it's day by day too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, there's days where I'll feel great. And then there's, a day, like one day, it could be where my body just, I just don't feel good. And I just don't have that like mental or physical energy to run. And what if that day, what if I wake up and that's a day where that's race day and I'm just having one of those days where I could train for months, but I'm just having one of those days.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there are some days that, you know, you might not have your fastball. So of course, too, when you don't have your fastball, you got to rely on your secondaries. So, I mean, yeah. how that translates over to running i'm not exactly sure
1: like you said too it's not just physical it's also mental you have to make sure that everything's going together i had a you know um this is week three of training i woke up on monday morning i hit the snooze button without waking up twice um, and then it kind of put me in a position where i really had to get out of bed and get outside and start running so i could get back in time for my wife to go to work And I was like, I just, I was in the bathroom. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go outside. Um, But I made myself go outside and actually went um, four miles instead of three. And fourth mile was the best one. And so by the end of uh, of my time out there, I was like, all right, this is, I'm glad I came out here. This was worth my while. And hopefully I channel that the next time I don't want to go out there Um, because there is sometimes you just don't want to do it. Um, Janice, I'm curious to know, uh, so is it different? Like, do you prefer preparing for a May marathon as opposed to an October marathon or?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Just mainly, I've only done Chicago and I've only done Toronto. Mm -hmm. So uh, I typically just have done Chicago just because you have the entire summer to train. Uh, you essentially like just have uh, those early mornings where, you know, you've got that weather in the, the 70s again, like super temperate, just, you know, you're not sweating. Like it, it, it's just uh, all the conditions are perfect. Right. Uh, so uh, I strangely enough, I pride myself on being a summer runner. Uh, mm. I, I don't know what it is with me, but. Uh, I, I just feel as if, like, I, I, I do very well in the heat, so I really don't know why, uh, but I think it's probably my joints because I'm getting older. Uh, the cold slows them down. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but the difference between that and training for Toronto is that uh, I did a lot of indoor training. Uh, for, right. uh, for Toronto, just mainly because there were many times where it was unsafe to run outside. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would, uh, just relegate to treadmill running, mm-hmm. which a lot of runners are like, Oh, the treadmill. Oh no. I, I actually, I, I'm a weirdo that likes the treadmill. I, I feel as if it's a controlled environment. I can control how fast I go. Uh, if it sucks, I can hop off. <laughs> uh, if it rules, I can keep going. Like it, it, it's very low stakes, uh, right. in my opinion. So, uh, are you also, a TV
1: yeah. or, or podcast person on, on the treadmill?
0: Both. Okay. Uh, typically, I will watch TV while yeah. listening to music because I also like to be very stimulated. So, yeah. that's my ADHD brain at, at work there. So, wait, well. I have a quick
2: question for you. Do you, because you've done five marathons, mm-hmm. do you listen to music or are you, you. Oh, I'm, I'm all music for sure. Yeah. All of them. You listen mm-hmm. to music during the marathon. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember on the last show we talked about that. I personally too, cause I'm, I'm a solo person when I'm running. Like I just, I just like want my, I just want my music in, but I know a lot of people there was, there was a big debate about that. So I, I just didn't know. Yeah, it worked for you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I have never listened to a podcast while I was running. I mean like there are people who are probably listening to this podcast while they're running and yeah. you know, if you are, good for you, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> keep, going.
1: <laughs> keep going, keep
0: running. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing you're doing amazing, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I have pretty much done music. Uh, th- this actually did happen while I was running uh, the Toronto Marathon where my uh, earphones died. And I was already thinking about this. I I, I use the, the, the AirPods. I actually thought about this too. It's like, all right, so these AirPods are good for about four hours. And like my projected finish time is five hours. So, you know, there is going to be a time where my... My earbuds are gonna die, and lo and behold, that's what happened. Uh, just mainly because I had no time uh, to to go get a pair of corded earbuds that sound good. Uh, as an as an audiophile, I, I need them to sound like at least like like a dual driver uh, type situation. But. Uh, yeah, I, I actually went without music for about a half hour and that, that it was terrible.
1: <laughs> I still haven't decided what I want to do with the marathon. I, I used to be a podcast while running person. Now I can't do it whatsoever. I don't know what what about it is. I, I do like, the, I'm a big playlist person, make a playlist. Hopefully we'll start throwing out some playlist on uh, on the CHGO Marathon Twitter account. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. But um, yeah, I, I haven't decided because I also realized that my AirPods and their battery life is not going to last me the (laughs) entire time that I have to run a marathon. In so
0: I I, I did have this much foresight though. I I did bring my charging case with me. So that half hour that I was completely silent, it it was just me. It was charging. Yeah. It it was just me and Lake Ontario, just like, just like commuting together. So I, I did listen to music when I crossed the finish line, which is, in in my opinion way more important i I need to have a power song when i'm crossing that finish line
1: so you have it timed up for that
0: yes
1: (laughs) i need like welcome to the jungle start like when it starts like i I do have a half marathon playlist welcome to the jungle always kicks it off because i know that might it might be cliche but whatever um so yeah is uh is megan ready She's ready. Cool. Well, we did definitely want to uh, get into a big part of the Chicago Marathon, which is its involvement with charity. A lot of money is raised each and every single year um, for a lot of various charities. Since 2002, the charity program with the Chicago Marathon has raised more than $292 million for different causes, and a record-breaking $27.6 million was raised in 2022 for 180 different charities um i'm running for cal's angels um I'm, i have to raise 1750 dollars i'm hoping to raise a lot more money than that uh cal's angels is a pediatric cancer charity that uh, is doing great work with a lot of pediatric cancer patients uh including my cousin ben so um, if you'd like to donate to that there's a link in my twitter profile at kevin kadek but uh, one of the People that is helping me out is uh, Relationship Coordinator of Cal's Angels, Megan Gertz, who joins us today. Megan, what's going on? You look great.
3: Hello. How are you guys? Thanks for having me.
1: Great. Yeah, of course. So Megan uh, coaches the entire Cal's Angels team. We've been going through Zooms together, um, and she's also a Chicago Marathon finisher two times. Um, We'll kind of go through your Chicago Marathon story, Megan, because you have an interesting one. You've run it once and then you kind of ran it twice. So get into that.
3: Yeah, so I ran my first marathon in 2010, right downtown Chicago and took in the whole Chicago Marathon experience Fast forward, I wanted to do it again, but then as everybody knows, life gets in the way. I decided to get married, have two kids, and continue to run. So a group of us all decided to run again in 2020 for Cal's Angels. So I was an employee at that point of Cal's and decided to run with seven of my closest girlfriends and raise funds for the Chicago Marathon and Cal's Angels. And as you all know, the world shut down. So we never actually made it downtown for Marathon Day, but we all continued to train as a team. We would run the streets of whatever town you're living in as we talked on the phone to each other to get those miles in, as well as then on the actual race day, Cal's Angels put on a virtual race. So we all ran in the streets of Geneva around a loop that you circled seven times in (laughs) order to get to the 26.2. Yeah.
1: How rewarding was that to actually get that done in the middle of 2020?
3: It was amazing. I have to say I personally loved running and training during COVID because you had plenty of time. You really had to think outside the box and run with your friends. I mean, running down the streets, talking on the phone with your earbuds and people look at you like you're crazy, but knowing that there's five others on the phone and having these full conversations and the camaraderie wow. of it all was absolutely amazing. And then seeing those patients and families at the finish line as we all celebrated this event was memorable, you're never gonna forget it. And just all of the training that goes into this is such a difference.
1: Sure. What about your first time in 2010? What really stands out um, from then? I mean I- crazy that it was 13 years ago already but i'm sure the memories are probably still kind of fresh that's probably something you don't forget
3: yeah so the first time i ever did it my now husband trained alongside with me he rode his bike along next to me
1: that's cheating Um,
3: it it is and i'm surprised we're married now because it's such a challenge when he's telling you to go faster and faster and he's on a bike but um, he was my training partner would hand me the water and be with me and then race day, my entire family came down and I did not know what to expect. I had been I had run a bunch of half marathons in the city, but taking on all 26 miles in the heart of Chicago and seeing all the, the different towns, the spectators everything. You just have to soak it up. And I remember just thinking what an amazing experience as you run from town to town and everything at the end. Um, A friend of mine actually jumped in with me and ran it and he had not trained and sharing and talking. I I heard you guys say that some of you are not talker runners. I personally talk throughout the entire time (laughs) I'm running. So we talked and laughed and made jokes and um, just got to the finish line. It was great.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I I did that for the first time, just like, I've been running for about 10 years now. uh, And I I actually like was talking with someone next to me for like the first time and I I loved it. I I thought it was great. Like we were all just like sharing experiences with running and like, you definitely have to uh, balance just heaving and just like breathing along with getting your jokes off, I suppose. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes. And I think the talking helps with your breathing and keeps you going. Because if you're not talking, you're up, you know, listening to music the whole time, which I still do, but your breathing gets off. And so it's just conversational pace running gets you the full distance there safely.
1: Yeah. So as a uh, past finisher, I- I'm going to ask you two different questions. As a past finisher, what would um, your advice Specific to the Chicago Marathon, be I mean, not just like in a marathon sense, but like what what about the Chicago Marathon do people need to be p- prepared for?
3: The crazy crowds, the spectators. Yes, um, you will see and hear everything and just soak it up (laughs) and enjoy the process as you go Mm -hmm. through all the different towns. Some of these things you never see, like in Chinatown, you'll see the big giant dragon, you'll go through Boys Town, you'll go through Logan Square, everything, and just seeing it all and cheering it on and looking for friends and family along the course. Running through Charity Village, obviously is probably the best, most rewarding experience because you have all of your charities lined up there and they're tents and they're cheering for for their individual runners as well as everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's where, if you don't like cowbells, you will love them and if you don't, you're gonna have to love them for the Chicago Marathon because you Where where is that
1: on the course?
3: It's Charity Village? Yeah. It's about mile 13, so it's halfway.
1: Gotcha, so to really get you going. So you're also a certified uh, uh, running instructor. What from, I guess, just a technical standpoint would you give a first timer?
3: I would say take training day by day. And I you guys were mentioning that one day you might feel like a million bucks and that five miles went by so fast, the next day you have a three miler and you feel like you're running 20. Mm-hmm. So trust the process, trust your training plan, listen to your bodies. Um, from experience from 2010 to 2020, I would definitely say cross train. A lot of first time marathoners, I was one of these people, thought I just had to run, 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 run. I didn't strength train, I didn't cross train. Definitely take those days where you get those weights and you go swimming, you go for a walk. And if all of these runners that have families or significant others, go for a walk with them, go for a bike ride. Um, Strengthen your core and your legs and arms as much as you can. And have fun enjoy every step every mile every hour that you're out there enjoy and just take up the scenery for sure
1: yeah i I think that's a great great um great advice i've been trying to not lose sight of strength training Uh, i went to orange theory this morning for strength day so i feel good about that Um, Mm -hmm. but also if you have a, a peloton membership they actually have strength training for runners on there that you can do. Yep. yep, Probably Apple and Nike Run Club, I assume probably have the same thing. So make sure you definitely. check that out.
0: They, they they certainly put a lot of emphasis on uh, lateral movement too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like as runners, like we do a lot of movement, of course, like like strengthening the core is is definitely super important. Mm-hmm. But of course too, you're also strengthening um, the glute. You get like your, what are these? Like the, the, the muscles on, like that's not exactly yeah. your glute yes, 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 indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, Sarah this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, like gesturing to the parts of my body. It's like, yeah, like, like these are stronger. Yeah, 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 just yeah. So like make these stronger. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I do love those classes though. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Megan, let's just talk a little bit about Cal's angels. Uh, what can you tell us about Cal's angels? And then, um, you know, uh, we'll talk about its relationship with the marathon as well.
3: Sure. So Cal's Angels was funded and started in 2007 after Cal Sutter lost his battle with uh, uh, leukemia. And our main mission is to raise awareness, grant wishes, and fund research. So we go to war against pediatric cancer. Um, so we are in all Chicagoland hospitals, as well as well Stead family children's in Iowa. And we grant wishes and bring hospital parties and toys and everything to these families as well as have um, fun events to them throughout the entire year and beyond. So if they're in treatment, off treatment, we do sibling events, we do whole family events. And we started the Chicago Marathon team in 2007 as well. And we had at that moment, the neighbor of our founder, Stacy, wanted to run the marathon and we did not have a team. So he started it and he was our only runner back in 2007. And I will, this year we have 50 marathon runners and 12 half marathoners for the Fox Valley race at this moment. And more is available to sign up. And so we just again like kevin had said there's a minimum fundraising and all of that money that is raised by these marathoners goes to our bucket to help raise awareness grant wishes and fund research for all of these families um in the process of going through treatment and beyond
1: so you you help uh, you know manage the, the 50 runners like what has that experience been like for the last what three or four years you've been doing it
3: Um, i think it's very rewarding it's it's great to hear you know those that have never run a mile in their life and tell me they want to run 26.2 by all means i think you're absolutely crazy but i am one of those runners back (laughs) years ago when i did this Um, and i think it's just really taking it day by day and again you you know enjoying life and not letting the running get way of enjoying your life. So if you miss a long run, still get out there and get your short runs in, or if you miss a short run, get your long run in. And I think having these runners that are not familiar with Cal's Angels, learn about them and run the streets of Chicago and beyond, because we have a lot of out-of-state runners as well, um, share what Cal's Angels is about. They are our biggest ambassadors throughout the whole spring, summer, and fall and they then get to have this bond with patients and families as they go through their journey so each runner gets an opportunity to be paired up with a family or a sibling or a child that's in in treatment the patient that is the sibling that has actually lost their child their sibling or their parents and share their journey along their way so it's just the bond and making a difference one mile at a time
1: yeah I assume that I mean it's got to be pretty powerful brand awareness to have fifty people running with, with the Cal's Angel singlet and, and and things like that, and not also that, but you know, being on Facebook saying, "Hey, you know, support support this as well."
3: Yes, it's it's great. I mean, you guys are the the face of the organization for the fall. Yeah. It's one of the biggest fundraisers that we have besides our big bike race, the Wow Ride. Um, but again, you guys are running so many times streets and neighborhoods across everything i mean we have six out of state runners on top of all of the chicago runners Mm. so and we our team consists of newbies all the way to veterans last year i had a guy that was running his 50th marathon with um with chicago and so it was just a big big deal and he was spreading the word everywhere every time he went
1: that's crazy Cool. Well, I appreciate everything you've done um, for me, Megan. I appreciate everything you do for Cal's Angels. I'm looking forward to continuing my journey over these next four months uh, running for Cal's Angels. And I think it's uh, it's exciting and I'm, I'm glad that you guys had me. And I really also appreciate everything you do for Ben, too. So um,
3: oh gosh, let's we love just go ben. forward. Yes. Yeah. No, keep up the great work. And I can't wait to see you. Run through Charity Village. I'll see you at the start line, run through Charity Village and at the finish line celebrating. So right. keep up the great work and thank you all that you guys do. All
1: right. Thanks, Megan. We'll see you soon.
3: Thank you.
0: All
1: right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go. All right.
0: Are you ready to run through a wall now? Uh,
1: I'm ready to run through a wall. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, you know, there's so much of that motivation that does come from, um, you know, Ben is uh, is the son of my my first cousin, Matt. Um, and he's battling childhood leukemia he's doing a great job but you know it's always going to be there in the back of my head all right well if ben and matt and laura can go through what they've been doing then all the smiles they this doesn't this doesn't matter right like um so that that's going to be extremely motivating um because anytime i do feel down or whatever it's I'm gonna have um, the mental stuff to overcome. Yeah,
0: you, you can like call on strength from other people, and right. like it, 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 at face value, it sounds kind of corny. Uh, but no, it's real. It, it definitely is. Where mm. it's just like, uh, yeah, uh, I, as someone who is pretty introverted. And, and like I've said many times on this, on this podcast, like running has been very solo. It's a, it's a very like introverted solo experience, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, like the whole thing about getting strength from others is, is a real thing. Yeah. So especially like, like Megan mentioned, uh, the people on the course, like the spectators, mm-hmm. all of their energy too. Like, uh, even in Toronto, people would like read my name on my bib and just oh, be like, cool. hey, Janice, you're doing a great job. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I am doing a great job. Thanks. Yeah. So a lot of that is real. Like, like you, you definitely feel like um, the closest thing I, I equivocated to is. You're sort of like a professional athlete, but you're the one paying t- for other people to watch you play. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> that's what Matt Lindner said. He said this is the closest you will ever feel to being a professional athlete because yes. there's so many people cheering.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it's like. Where yeah. you, you will see people that you like will probably never see again in your life, just like shouting your name and like yeah. just telling you how awesome you are. So.
1: So you like nodded right along when what Megan did say that, like the getting used to the crowds. Is it, does it take some getting used to like right when you first start?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you are in uh, like a lower corral. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that impatience where you're just kind of percolating. Uh, And of course too, it's October, so it might be a little chilly. So you see all these people with their throwaway like sweatshirts on. And I I don't like doing that. Honestly, I'm just like the type of person that will just wear a t-shirt and then suffer like for about like the the half hour before the race starts.
1: Cold is temporary.
0: (laughs) It is. It really is. Uh, So there's a little bit of a bottleneck where you're just kind of impatient and wanting to get out Mm there and everyone is either starting off walking or they're going well below their marathon pace, which is fine. Um, that That's like nothing against them. But right. of course, too, like me, myself, I, I want to get out there. I want to just like just out the door and yeah. just get this thing, get this party started. Uh, so again, it, it's another mental aspect where, you know, you just kind of want to start right away and finish right away, too. Yeah, But what Megan said is super important where you really need to take a step back and have fun, like really mm-hmm. just taking the course, uh, just taking your surroundings.
1: And it's going to take you four hours and take you five hours. You just kind of have to get used to that fact, settle in and, and just enjoy the trip. I mean, I'm never going to have a first time Chicago Marathon ever again. Right. right so it's yeah. like you have to just soak that in and enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to break any course records. I'm going to set a personal best. So that's good, right? Like I'm guaranteed to do that. So as, as long as you're doing that, it'll be fine. Um, any plans to run it again?
0: Uh, I would love to I, I am not doing it this year, uh, just mainly because uh, of other commitments. But yeah. I, I would love to do it next year. Uh, yeah. So I'll probably enter the lottery uh, well, as soon as it opens.
1: Could be the Janice and Sarah C H G O Marathon podcast in 2024. Let's go. I'm
2: still scared. I really am. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I'll I'll start small. It's 5Ks, 10Ks.
1: It's the way to do it. That's how I did it. I mean, for sure,
0: for sure. I mean, it is scary. So like any trepidation you have towards it is super valid. I mean, like I am, I have 10 years of experience and I still get freaked out uh, over races. Right. Yeah.
2: And it's like the same, (laughs) what you were saying, Kevin, it's like, I am not going to be breaking any records here. I'm going to be breaking my personal best. And then that's all I care about. Other people there that are like there to actually like make a mark. Yeah. Good for you. Not doing that. I'm just (laughs) there to like personal best and then to feel accomplished. Precisely.
1: Yeah. As we mentioned, uh, I'm going to be running the big 10, 10 K Sarah's going to be running it. Uh, Nick Moriano from the CHGO bears uh, podcast is going to be running it. So if you have any plans to run the big 10, 10 K, I think it's July 15th. Uh, let us know. We'll have a get together. We'll have a few beers after that. It'll oh, be a dang. lot of fun.
0: Registration's still open for that?
1: I think it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. And you, I think that
1: they do, they've been doing some kind of flash deals, whatever. Because I think they're trying to fill some spots. So maybe you, keep an eye out yeah, for it. You, you,
0: you, you may see me uh, come through for that. Let's do
1: it.
2: I'm going to be representing Michigan State. That's, uh, that's be, what I chose. You Michigan State
1: over K- that's like one of Kansas's biggest college. Ba- I mean, not one of their biggest <laughs> oh, rivals, but no, no. well,
2: it's, I come from a whole family of oh, Michigan State, right, yeah, 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 so that's why. And Kansas is in Big Ten, so I was like, who am I going to pick? Mm, I'll pick yeah. Michigan State to represent them. Gotcha.
1: I have got well, the Badgers.
2: I oh, I, you did
0: Wisconsin.
1: Well, that's where I was. Oh,
0: wait, you did go yeah. there? Yeah, I I would also do Wisconsin. I, I went go. to Wisconsin, yeah. Milwaukee. Uh, so that, that 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 is the closest.
1: There's so, no Panthers shirts.
0: No, unfortunately, <laughs> no Panther representation. So I'll oh. have to be a badger.
1: So last question. What is your favorite section of the Chicago Marathon?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. i probably say the last time I ran it, I really enjoyed watching all the drag shows in Boys Town. Gotcha. There, there were just like a bunch of. I think there was like a gay ROTC performance too, uh, and they, <laughs> they were doing it to "Starships" by Nicki Minaj. There you go. And I, I, I am still like that. That is still like an ingrained memory, and I just thought it was just the most dazzling display yeah. of uh, encouragement. <laughs>
1: but you're not supposed to stop and watch it, like I know I what's going stop. on. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I definitely was kind of like oh my goodness, they're like twirling uh, rifles to Nicki Minaj. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so it's it's yeah. that. Uh, I also really loved the stretch um, on 18th Street in Pilsen, uh, mm-hmm. just mainly because that's typically where uh, my best friend Milo uh, – all of the years that I have ran the marathon, he would meet me uh, at 18th and Morgan and hand me a ginger ale because that's my favorite beverage. Oh, perfect. And that's around mile 20, which is where a lot of people hit that proverbial wall. So yeah. so just kind of seeing him, uh, just uh, seeing my friend, getting that ginger ale, uh, it, it's, it's like that extra encouragement you need. So. I love it. You could probably use the sugar at that point too. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the CHO Chicago Marathon podcast. We're going to take a few weeks off here. I think we'll be back on July 11th. Um, so wish me luck in my training going forward. And uh, make sure you support our sponsors. Goose Island is uh, CHGO's official beer. Also a sponsor of the Chicago Marathon. You get a Goose Island when you fly cross the finish line a yeah. sp- specific beer also check out shady rays which has some good uh sunglasses for training uh use code ch to unlock all the bargains there um but until then uh i am kevin kadek for janice scurio and sarah fichtner uh see you next time